This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and happy summer. We are in the thick of it over here. And honestly, we've had a fantastic summer, a little bit chaotic at times, because as you guys know, if you're faithful listeners, I've been on the road with my son for lots and lots of baseball and a little bit of my daughter's volleyball too. So it's been a busy personal summer, but I am still committed to bringing you guys an episode every single week. And This is a new series. I've already done one of these podcasts, but I'm coming here doing something that we're going to call a quickie convo. And these are questions that have come up either in our Facebook group, which I had encouraged you to join, which is theopsinsiders.com. But that's our private Facebook group where operators come and, and connect and interact and post job opportunities. And we continue the conversations that we start here. So that's one place that we're pulling these questions. Another is inside of our certified alumni group. And so some of these questions are popping up from experienced operators. And then of course, our active students always have a host of questions. And so this series of podcasts, which we're going to continue here because I think it's really answering the questions that you guys have we're bringing the question to light because it's coming up often and it's one of those that's really timely. So that's what you can expect from the Quickie Convo series. (laughs) That's kind of hard to say now that I say it out loud. Alrighty, so let's get this Quickie Convo started. We have had a question, actually it's been a question that's come up multiple times. I just saw it in my Voxer as well, which some of our alumni who are in a continuation program have access to have sent me this. So it's coming from multiple different sources. So listen up. We have got some really good feedback here for you. So if you've ever been in the situation where you have sent out a proposal, but you haven't heard back, you're in that limbo and in that waiting time, what should you do and how should you handle a proposal that has not closed, that hasn't gotten back to you? So before we even get there, I just want to tell you guys, kudos. If you're in this situation, that means that you're actually doing the work that we talk about so often that I find that so many operators and service providers are resistant to, which is getting on the phone. Ladies, you're not going to get a client without having a conversation, whether that's on the phone, through Zoom. It's typically not going to be something that you close over social media or even in email. People are spending a healthy amount of money on your services. They want to hear you. They want to see you. They want to know what you're going to deliver for them. They want to be able to judge your mission. They want to judge your values. They want to be able to make sure that they're making a good decision. All of this requires you to get on the phone, whatever the phone means. You know what I mean? (laughs) So 
This question, I've sent out a proposal, but I haven't heard back. What should I do and how should I handle this? So in these quickie convos, I'm going to be giving you my true, honest, instant response to these questions, and they're going to be quite quick. So first things I'd like to share with you, oh, and these are all things that I do. Like this is my process. This is my follow-up and my wisdom. So I'm happy to share it with you guys. First of all, I want to share that you cannot be afraid to make follow-up contact most of these are going to require a follow-up. So make sure that you have a system for follow-up and that's what I'm gonna share with you today. So you can use and swipe my system or you can add it, embellish it, change it up. And whatever it is, just make sure that you have a system for follow-up because it is more rare than not for you to send out a proposal and have a little bit of a gap before someone pays you and moves forward. I also have a few tips for you to consider. These may be out of what you're currently doing because these are things that I added later in my process when facing the same obstacle that we're talking about here. When you're doing the discovery call or the sales call or whatever it is that you call it, when you're making contact with your prospect, get a secondary contact. So that secondary contact, usually you're going to start off with having their email because they're going to reach out to you either in a contact form or someone's going to connect them to you via an email. You're going to set up that first call with them through an email, right? So you likely their primary contact you already have, but I'm going to encourage you to get a secondary contact in that conversation. So this could be their phone number. This could be a secondary secondary email. And one of the things that I like to do, because I love me some Voxer, I typically ask for their Voxer too. Now, this may not be a platform that they use, even know about, or are comfortable using or giving to me. So, you know, I would just make sure that you have a couple different options for getting a secondary contact. I'd also let them know that this is not going to be the way that you consistently interact with them, but you prefer to have a secondary contact, especially if you go into working together. It's nice to have an escalation point. The other thing that I didn't do at first that I'm going to encourage you to do is to set an expiration in your proposal. Now, when you get in that meeting where you're talking, you're excited about sharing how you're going to approach their problem and be the solution for them, you see them kind of nodding and grinning and you feel the energy of y'all working together. So naturally, and it's not wrong, but naturally you're thinking, oh yes, she's gonna say yes, or he's gonna say yes, we're gonna close this up and I'm gonna start working with them on Monday. That's always the feeling I get, unless you have a completely opposite feeling, in which case there's probably won't be a proposal, but you have a very high energetic sense of working together. And so this step for me wasn't one that really came natural to me, but this tip that I'm sharing is to set an expiration date of your contract. This is, for me, was two weeks. So I'm sending them a proposal and it is going to be good for two weeks of time. You're also giving them notice that you're gonna hold space and you wanna communicate this to them. Hey, I'm gonna send you a contract. This contract is gonna be good for two weeks. And during this time, I'm going to be holding space in my calendar as if we are going to start working together within 
these next two weeks or shortly thereafter. So I think those are the two tips in addition to what I'm gonna be sharing with you today that I would add. First of all, get you a secondary contact from this prospect. And then as you're sending out the proposal, make sure that you put an expiration on it, not only inside of the proposal, but verbally communicate this to them as well. That's gonna be pivotal in this follow-up system that I'm sharing. All right, so here is some step-by-step. You might want to just come back to this episode. You might want to pull out your digital piece of paper or if you're me, that physical spiral that goes everywhere with you. (laughs) But here is my follow-up system that that I do and then also the one that I would recommend that you do or iterate from it. In 24 hours after sending the proposal, I am going to reach out to their primary contact and this is likely going to be that email that I mentioned and I'm just going to ask them, gently ask them if they have any questions and I'm going to give them a link to my calendar for a 15-minute touch base. It doesn't really matter what you call these. I mean, this can just be like a connection. This can be a quick 15. This can be a follow-up call. I don't care. I don't think the title of this is important, but what is important is that you are giving them an opportunity to connect with you if they have any further questions. And I would point that out in the email or however it is that you're reaching out to them it would go something like this. And I'm just kind of ad-libbing this, so (laughs) take it for that. But hey, this is Natalie. It was so good to connect the other day. I'm really excited about the potential for us being able to work together. As you know, I sent your proposal yesterday to you and I am ready to go to work. If you have any questions, I would love to make myself available for you. If there's any hesitations, I want to connect with you on those. Here's a link to my calendar for 15 minutes for us to be able to just touch base on whatever is going through your mind right now. I want to get this locked in as soon as possible so I can begin to make an impact in your business in these ways. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, whatever it may be, but you're going to connect those reasons to the calls that you've previously had. And if connecting over a phone call isn't the way that you work or the way that you think would work for them, maybe you give them your Voxer handle at this point. That's another very, very viable thing that I would do. So this contact is made 24 hours later. Now, 48 hours from the time that the proposal is sent, I now reach out to the secondary contact. And this is, again, a secondary email, maybe their text or to text them through their phone number or a Voxer, however it is that whatever secondary contact that you got. I want to utilize that at this point. And I would just remind them that, hey, I'm touching base. And I wanted to make sure that you saw and noted that I have sent you an email to this email and I want to follow up with you, make sure to check that out. So I don't go into anything elaborate. I don't want them to think that that secondary contact is going to be abused. So it's very short. I'm just reminding them, hey, I'm excited to work with you. I haven't heard from you. I wanted to remind you, I sent you something to this whatever primary method. I would let them know, hey, you've got a message from me waiting there. The next thing is 72 hours. You're going back to that primary contact. Oh, by the way, that 48-hour contact outreach to their secondary contact, that's the only time you're going to be reaching out to that secondary contact. So just know we're not going to be using or abusing that. 
Okay, back on track. 72 hours after the proposal has been sent, you're going back to the primary contact. And this is going to be a little bit longer than what you shared in that initial follow-up 24 hours later. I want you to go back to that sales call and reiterate what are the benefits of you guys working together. I want you to show them in words, maybe it's even a video if you wish. I don't think you have to make it that elaborate, but I want you to go back to them. I want you to remind them of why they want to work with you. If it's 72 hours and they have not connected with you yet, they have not signed the contract, they have not moved forward, there is some serious hesitation happening. They may be eager, they may be overwhelmed, but for whatever reason, I mean, it takes a lot for someone to wait in an excited state and not take action three days later. So there's some block, there's some hesitation, there's some objection that they're having. And so get in front of that, just pop in there and let them know what would be the benefits of you guys working together. And I want you to personalize. This is not something that you can create a script for and copy and paste. I want you to go back to the sales call, possibly the discovery call and paint the picture for them of what it looks like for you guys to work together. Let them know this is another really strong point. So take it from me. Let them know what your 30-day goals and deliverables are. You can also resend them that quick 15 or that 15-minute link for them to discuss anything that they would like to talk through. Let them know that you're eager to move them forward. I think that is really something that should be in all of your communications because obviously you are. So this is three days after you sent the proposal. At this point, that's really when I start to really consider what is going on here and why are they having these objections or the slowdown. Alrighty, if you haven't heard from them in a week, here's what I want you to do. I want you to keep this very short. You're touching base. Remind them of the expiration of the proposal. So as I recommended, like two weeks is what I typically go with. But at this one week point, post sending that first proposal out, I want you to touch base, keep it short, remind them that in one week, this proposal is going to be off the shelf. And then I would blatantly ask what's holding you back from moving forward. This is the first time that I'm being really direct But I want you to know, I want you to put it out there. I want you to be the leader of this conversation and to let them know that candor is something that you probably value. I know you probably know it's one of my favorite biggest values. And so I want to show up as that at this point, say, hey, what is holding you back from moving forward? I'm really excited. I thought that from our first conversation that this was going to be a really good, strong partnership. And I also realize that there's lots of things that could cause you to slow down in signing this, but I want to make sure that we are in the right place before we move forward. So let me know what is holding you back. And this is the time that I would reach out to both the primary and the secondary contact. So don't hesitate. And then I would not reach out again until the expiration date of the proposal. I would stay quiet. You know, I have been in follow-up sequences from other people for other types of products, not necessarily this, but where they will just like hammer me every single day. It's like, I mean, for goodness sakes, this happens a lot in podcast pitching. It's like, I'm not doing it. Like, I don't know what else to say, but I'm not doing it. So just be aware. I feel like this process is going to protect you from being just absolutely annoying to someone. And it also protects your sanity because you have a process. So 
After that one week point, I'm quiet. I don't say anything. I just let it sit there. You've given them ample opportunities for connection to take place. So at the time of the expiration of their proposal, I send them a quick, it's this very, very short email. I notify them that the hold has ended and express to them, if this is true, express, I've always expressed to them that I am excited and I look forward to working together when they are ready. I realize that this must not be a good time for them and they can reach out when they are ready and excited and interested and have space for us to start our work together. And at that time, I'm going to be rescoping and re-looking at the work arrangements because, you know, with time passing, usually the scope is going to change, dynamics are going to change, or if there is something that needs to be addressed that was holding them back, you want to make sure that you do that before you go in. So I would be just, this is a side note, but I would be cautious about copying and pasting any proposal, any scope of work for someone who has been hesitant for more than two weeks to move forward. I mean, who really knows why people get into this situation? And you can extract a lot of different things, but I wouldn't get too far down the road in thinking that they don't want to work with you. I would assume positive intent and just know that, you know, there's something for them. Maybe it's time, maybe. And honestly, if they don't have time to respond to this, they're probably not going to have time to really help you set yourself up to do all the things that you wanted to do in their business. So look at this as a gift. I know it can be humbling and it can be trying, but hopefully with these steps here, with this outreach plan, you'll be able to close this and you won't get into a situation where your proposals are expiring at two weeks, right? So make sure you have a plan. I hope that these tips are helpful for you. This is actually what I did and do. So I hope you can just take this and put it to work. As we are wrapping up today, friends, I want to encourage you and let you know that we've got a really cool tool here. You can go to theopsauthority.com forward slash mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N. And when you go here, you're going to find a tool that's going to help you walk through creating your mission, your vision, and your values. And when you do this work, there's so much goodness that comes out of it. But this is a guide that's going to help you to come up with those things that will allow you to find your best match clients. When you find those best match clients, your contracts and your proposals are going to zip up a lot faster. You're not gonna have to go through all of these different outreach steps. So head over to theopsauthority.com forward slash mission and grab this guide today. Ladies, thank you so much for hanging out with me today with this quickie convo. I will be back with another very shortly. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.